This is Channel 253. In this episode of We Art Tacoma, and I think that's like the probably most the most exciting thing because that's normally we do a couple of doorbuster things, but this time we actually have the normally products are still in production. This time the product is in our hands, it's ready, and it will be a glorious thing if you are that person. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. This is the We Art Tacoma podcast. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome back to another episode of We Art Tacoma. If you are listening to this on any day after today, that won't make sense, but uh, this is a special episode um, on Thanksgiving. How are you, Doug? You can't really sing Happy Thanksgiving because there's no tune. There's that is no Thanksgiving tune. With... Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Doug, what, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to a friend's house and I'm bringing like two quarts of gravy. Yeah, I just heard you say that you had <laughs> I purchased a, a turkey I just to make a gravy. turkey just so I would have the, the material to make really good gravy. That's awesome. Okay, let's get to the interview. We are talking with Umi Wagoner of ETC Tacoma about uh, their retail store, their brand. And this is a great interview. And there's some uh, Black Friday specials in here as well that you're going to want to listen to. So let's listen in. Okay, we are back for a uh, special Thanksgiving Day episode of We Art Tacoma. I'm your host, Eric Hanberg, and my guest is Umi Wagner of ETC Tacoma. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Uh, I want to talk about some Black Friday things and some special dates that you have coming up uh, at the store. But before that, I want to talk about you and the store and just get a sense of who you are and what you're doing uh, for the community. So do you want to introduce yourself? Again, I'm Umi Wagner, um, co-owner and co-creative director of ETC Tacoma, and then I also deal in special projects, which is like a new title um, in our industry that's becoming something that you should say. <laughs> okay. So you are now also in special projects. Yes. And uh, you went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in L.A. Yeah, I did. And then uh, returned to Tacoma. And would you call what you're doing fashion design? Like, what are you doing with ETC Tacoma? I would certainly say that what I did at the at FITM um, was what I'm doing now is a direct focus of my degree. So my degree was in merchandise marketing, and then there was a focus on either wholesale and buying or store management Got type it. was the thing. And so store management was the thing that I decided to have like my focus on while in school. And yeah, yeah. And so yeah, we were using utilizing those skills today every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Tell me how you got into that. What what drew you to it? You know, Finna was a last minute effort. Um, so my family is from Southern California on both my mother and father's side. Okay. And so uh, Southern California, since about 11 years old, I've been on a plane going there by myself during the summer. And then about 16, I had a life, so I stopped going. Because you went, you went to like Foss, right? You I went were to Foss, local, yep. okay. Local through and through. Yep. Uh, Whitman Elementary, Gall Middle School. Falls High School all, right. all the way. Um, and then my best friend and I were 
very studious. We were going to go to Morehouse, um, which is a historically black college in Atlanta, Clark Atlanta, and it was our top pick. For whatever reason, transcripts were lost and things happened. He w- did not get in, and I needed to figure out then what I wanted to do. I didn't want to be in Atlanta alone. Yeah. I had visited. I'd been on a college trip and saw the campus. I'd seen the campus, but um, I wasn't sold on going there alone. Um, and so I decided that I wanted to do something fashion. Also, I guess the bigger part of that is while I was once accepted and I went on the visit, I went and I said, hey, I'll do business, but I want to have this focus in fashion. And they said, we don't have that, but we'll try to create it for you. Okay. And I didn't trust that. Yeah, so. I, I can imagine that. <laughs> but but w- what drove that interest in fashion? Like, where does that come from? If you had, As you think about it, how did you get interested in that as a, as a field you wanted to you, – even enter into right. Uh, always just been into style, so that just shopping and dressing myself, and then shopping and per- possibly like helping a friend look nice. Yeah, um, and then our my senior, no, I'm sorry, my junior summer, Paris and I, um, Paris finds out that I'm like dealing in building a brand out, just anything. I was going to do design anyway because that at that point that's what I na- my natural knack was like. This is when you're at the, fa- the Fashion Institute? This is while I'm at Foss. Pardon me. So oh, you're in junior in high school? Junior in high school. Cool. Wow. That's when we started our first company together. So that's why when I was going to these schools, it was no longer just about business. Yeah. All The business was always to have a retail store in front of my own. So I guess I've never not had that direction. Yeah. That's... Um, but then I learned how to modify and what would make more sense to lily pad my way to being where I am today. Right. Wow. So how do you describe ETC Tacoma? ETC Tacoma is a retail store, but it's also just a space. Now, community space, we can use that. We can use that word. But it's also more than a community space, I would say, because um, you don't have to be part of our community to to utilize the space, right? If you're a Seattleite, which I Tacomans wouldn't technically say they're in our community, right. but they are in a community, right? And in the community that has to do with what we sell and that sort of thing, there's plenty of people from Seattle and Renton Olympia. And in that, we still open the space to them. So it's not exclusively for Tacomans. And Tacomans don't even have first dibs on it, per se. It's the thing that makes the most sense in the space. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you have um, limited releases of yes. of different uh, different lines, different, and then they drop. And this, I think, it was actually etc. Where I discovered even just the concept of rareware. Yes. Because I had seen like a like a it was like a Tacoma Land yeah. design where it looked like the Disneyland yeah. kind of logo, but <laughs> exactly. it said Tacoma Land. And I and, and I was like, that's great. I want it. And I walked. <laughs> I just like walked in like several weeks later. Do you still have that? And and it's not that they laughed at me by any means, but it was just like you really should have been here like <laughs> in line day. two weeks ago if you wanted that. And I did. I, it was just like, and I, I learned the business model, and I learned right. how that works and why it works so well. Right. Um, but yeah, I really like that shirt. <laughs> I'm super excited to hear one that that you had that experience because that is like the learning experience yeah. that we're trying to facilitate. To and now I watch a lot more closely because you know I, that's what I learned. Right. Yeah. And we learned also that that's what works best for an independent business in Tacoma is that. 
they need to be taking every step with you. When it's something big box, there's so much going on, so many skews, so many numbers flying through there that everything is kind of insignificant until it's significant to you personally, right? Yeah. Um, and our thing is that each piece tells a story, even if it's just a branded piece because we're here and we're telling a story. Um, and so we're really just trying to capture that, the demand, the supply and demand thing in, in a smaller demographic. You know, yeah. You know. I read somewhere recently that there's like, I don't know, like eight billion pieces of clothing made every year, and only half of them are ever worn. And it's it's it's, disgusting, it's a honestly. fascinating. The, the more I read about it, but then I see that like you know, Forever Twenty One like is kind of imploding, and like I yep. I don't want to draw too many trend lines from that. Right. But like I do feel like people are embracing some smaller shops in ways that they didn't used to, and they like that. They like the experience of shopping for that. They they want to be. In the club, they want to be an insider, right? Um, and they want to buy local. I, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, they want to be able. I feel like it's getting to a space where they want to wear it for multiple seasons. Where I think in the beginning, or it's going to cycle back around to that again. Where it'll be more about fast fashion again. Fast fashion again. It'll be. I just want to wear it while it's in, and then right. you know it's on to the next thing. Right. For for so so are you uh, based on your background? Are you the person who comes up with different designs? Is that a collaborative process? How does that work? It is a collaborative process, but uh, yeah, based off my background, that's really what I am as a creative director more than a designer by like skill set. So I've designed a pattern before. I've cut one, sewn one. I've done the whole thing, but. Do I do that every day? No. <laughs> would I like to? Love to. Love. Yeah. I would yeah. love to be in a space where Tacoma would have like a little hidden shop that is just me and like an atelier of some <laughs> sort, just like making a couple <laughs> pieces here and there. But also to even do that and be able to charge the price point that you oh, need to yeah. do that, I need to do this. Yeah. Right. This I need to teach you about rarity, value, <laughs> quality, mm-hmm. and then – also, not being very easy to get to, right? All of that helps tell the story of like getting to that. But no, right now it's uh, between Paris and myself. We just bounce back and forth ideas, and then there are um, designers that have taken a part of the company. Um, we have an art director that's been a part of the company for two or three years now. He's from the Bay Area, lives in the Bay Area, graduated from UPS, and okay. that's where he met us. Okay. Um, and then a younger gentleman who is from Federal Way, his name is Austin. Uh, our art director's name is Kevin. Um, and Austin, as a designer, he's really just getting his foot in the door. He has a brand. And um, more than anything, he meshes with us. That's what we need more than, I think, than the greatest graphic designer. We need someone that can really help us tell the story appropriately. I like that. So you're about five years old as a retail shop. Is that about right? Year 2014? Yes. You're you're certainly correct. Wow. Yeah. And there was a there was a hiccup this year. There was a hiccup this what year. What happened? So the hiccup was at five year three to five they say is that then you made it or you know, that's what they tell you. Right. So uh, we were waiting to five to uh, not that after our third year we felt like there was any slowing down, but we wanted to be certain. Um after our five year, we went to remodel the space. That was a big deal for us. Um, we felt that in terms of validity, brand awareness, really high, all of these things, it's up there in terms of like, oh, 
this is a company that's doing well and you it's need working. to show your success at some point, right? And so that was what we were going to do was we'll, we'll, we'll change it up. And we went to the, the building owner. Now, the building was sold and we knew that. So that part wasn't – we weren't lost in that. We were having quite a hard time getting into contact with the person, a point of contact for whom had purchased the space, the yeah. building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After some trial and error, we decided we had got on a flow and we were talking about extending our lease and we were told, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. We were ready to remodel and start talking about bringing in contractors to look at things and we were halted. And then that's when it became what it became. And yeah. it was pretty much immediately, I mean, I was irate over being, I was upset, still, still pretty upset. Yeah. Living in the moment though. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have a successful commercial real estate tenant that wants to remodel the space, and I would assume stay, you know, sign a longer lease. Like, oh, like we were trying to sign that, for five that, years. That's at the that kind of time. thing that most landlords you would think would be like, let's let's do it. I'm I'm on your side with this, Eric. <laughs> that logic was there for me as well. Um, but you know what? I think is a bigger thing is. We under, also understand, and that's why we had to settle our nerves there and say, you know, he's a businessman. He bought the space for a great deal, for a great price. He has businesses. And so it's not up to him to divulge his whole plan to us. He's not supposed to tell us his strategy, you know. Um, but there's an unfortunate side to that when you're, you don't know what you've bought, right? right. <laughs> it is like the, my thing is like, well, you didn't know. But also that is on him. He should have did a little research because that's why we had to tell the story the way that we did in the manner that we did, which is, hey, we're basically being forced out because we were. We were told that space is a no-go. And if you want that space, yes, you can wait and see what happens with it. I don't know what that means as a business owner. Um, And so – we looked other we looked everywhere after we said that we we're gonna we're gonna end this on this day. We're gonna do it right now. Before and that was August or was, so. Or what was exactly the final day on that? Um, the end of era day. It was at the end of August. I'm pretty sure it's at the end. Yeah, of August. that's that's my recollection. Right, and um, in that moment, it's all a whirlwind because it's still yeah <laughs> a yeah yeah whirlwind. But in that moment. It was just what's the str- like what do we do? What's the strategy? What's the game plan? And so I was irate again, so I went to look elsewhere. Um, I think Paris was smart to say, Well, what can you do for us then if you if we can't have this space? And yeah. then that's when the negotiations happened further down the line where they got to but I was looking in Seattle. I looked in Federal oh, Way. Wow. Okay. I looked on Sixth Avenue. Um, had talks with the city about Sixth Avenue. Um, and and all of that I I was even thinking, you know what, if it's not going to be what it what I want it to be, then let's just go full force and head towards the mall. Not be in the mall, but, like, try it, you know? And there are plenty of people, obviously, at the time that were telling us, you guys would kill in the mall. And we understand from a financial point that could be good, but that doesn't tell the story of – Retail. You can't. You can't do rareware at the mall. I'm guessing. You can't do it. It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work, and it just doesn't work. And also, you can't have community. So, art shows. The mall closes at a certain time. The doors are locked. You, as a retail space, have to have your close your doors closed at a certain time. Time and have to have them open at a certain time. So, you're just not playing by your rules anymore. Once you're not a standalone storefront. So, we were trying to explain that to people. And so there went a lot. But yeah. in the end, Paris is a great businessman, and he is good at being able to 
explain things to me as I am to him. And so he explained to me why this was a good idea, although it wasn't exactly what I wanted. And when you say this is a good idea, you mean a new Moving space. Moving into this new space, pardon me, what we are doing now. He is, his idea was, hey, they said that there's this space open and there's things that they're willing to change for us in terms of tenant improvement. And I think it's a smart I think it's a smart idea and it keeps us from moving because right now you're looking in Seattle. <laughs> so that was really his thing was, yeah, the business could do great elsewhere, but it will do its best here. Let's it's, be let's 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 take a break right there for just a second. Okay. And then when we come back, I want to hear more about the the new space. Yes. Okay, let's hear from a sponsor. This is Alaska Airlines Mileage Plan MVP Nate Bowling, host of the Channel 253 sister podcast, Nerd Farmer. Hope and I are setting off on a new adventure. We're moving to the Middle East for the next few years and exploring a new culture. Don't worry, don't worry. The Nerd Farmer podcast isn't going anywhere. But do you know what is coming with us? My Alaska Airlines Mileage Plan. Here's what's cool. Alaska has more than 15 global partners, which allows me to earn and use Alaska miles even when I'm not flying Alaska. So if I leave SeaTac and fly direct to Dubai on Emirates on an eligible fare, I'm going to earn Alaska miles on that flight. That means whenever I fly home, I'm going to be racking up some insane miles that I can use to book future travel. If you have an international vacation plan, check out the list of Alaska airline partners like Japan Airlines, British Airways, Cathay Pacific, Qantas, and a whole lot more. Enter your Alaska Airlines mileage plan number when you book with Alaska Global Partners and watch those miles add up toward elite status on your next trip. My thanks to Alaska Airlines for their continued support of Channel 253. Learn more at alaskaair.com backslash global partners. Okay, we are back. Thank you uh, to our sponsor and thank you to the members of Channel 253 on this day of Thanksgiving. Thank you to our members. Thank you, thank you. If you would like to support this podcast and the other shows in the Channel 253 network, you can go to channel253.com slash membership. Thank you, everyone. Okay, back. We left it on like almost like a cliffhanger. So you're looking around. You're considering Seattle, Federal Way, the mall. And then you find a space on 9th. Tell me about your new space. Right. So the space is right around the corner. It's on. It's at the bottom of the 9th Street Hill right before you get onto the freeway entrance. Yep. And it is 116 South 9th Street. Um, it just ended up really drawing something brought it brought something out of Paris he um I tell the story that the first space was very much my vision in terms of what it looked like okay I wanted like this woods like wood white walls huge cash wraps thing that was my thing um Paris wanted very sleek um He's traveled a little bit over this past year, very sleek. I feel like something like on the more calm Parisian, nothing like glass and mirrors, but like very clean walls and then like metal and wood. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what this space is about. And then a pop piece. My pop piece was art that I had a friend uh, do that was like this big native painting that was in the shop for a number of years. Mm -hmm. and, then, um, and then his thing was the, the halo. He, the, won, he the went up e to me. An ETC, ETC yeah, uh, chan yeah. well, not chandelier, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I guess the technical term is a halo. A halo, uh, yeah. okay. And uh, I think it's a, I think it's amazing. It's uh, it's made by our family, our uncle, un Uncle Rand, who wow. builds our spaces for us. And uh, 
he also wanted to do it. He wanted to, so it was something that him and Paris like basically met eye to eye on. Yeah. Um, and my biggest thing was like, we just need to light the store better. We have a lot of in-store performances and I want to be able to do something that adds to being creative. So unbeknownst to people, it changes colors and it'll rotate colors cool. very often. Very after, cool. Yeah. Uh, when when did the community get to see the space for the first time after you reopened? Our opening day was November sixteenth. Um, very recent. Very recent. So, and the goal behind that was um, to be open for this coming Friday, Black Friday, Black T- Friday tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, or yes, tomorrow. Yeah, um, and so we were. That was the goal. So when we opened on the sixteenth, that's why we opened an hour late. So the story goes, we opened an hour late because we were installing a barn door <laughs> okay. into, that blocks the back door, uh, the the stock room from the front room. And there are still like small things that you will see that are still being added. So we just right. added the third rack like a day ago. So when people walk in there, they'll be like, oh, this is a new rack in here. We updated the couch. We had like a placeholder kind of couch that we spent money on. Um, and... Yeah, so a lot of people were like, man, you know, seems like you guys were able to make it happen. I'm like, yeah, it seems that way, but this is not the final product. And I like to be able to tell that story now because, number one, we're rapidly making those changes. Sure. Also, to know that, you know, it was not as swift looking as it looks. And although it did, it was a very nice opening day and things were pristine to a point— they were incomplete. Yeah. And so <laughs> we yeah. are still getting there. And I think it's important to say this because I think a lot of local businesses go through it, wonder what they can do. I think a lot of time local businesses hold themselves to this point that they their expectation, no one knows no one if I didn't say that right now, it would just be like, Oh, you guys keep adding stuff, right? Not that oh, this was missing prior to, right? Right. But it's good to give that background when you can, especially in something I think so special and specific to what happened here where people are wondering, like, how is it even possible that you got open that fast? It's it's like, well, we had to do without a few things. We we knew that there's priorities, and then we knew that there there weren't priorities, right? Yeah. Yeah, get the important things and figure the rest out. Yep, exactly. Especially in Tacoma where... I, I mean, I just have this sense where retail is – it's so precarious. I lived downtown from 2002 to 2015. Oh, you were there and, during some. And there were there were times when like, <laughs> like you know, whole blocks would be, would be mostly vacant. Uh, a, a shop owner told me once that she – this was probably like 03 – that she hadn't made a sale – you know, a sale all month, that kind of a thing. I mean, just like – the, 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 there weren't enough people. There all sorts of problems, Desert and so lands. so five. Yeah. And you know, I give so much credit to SpaceWorks for for kickstarting some of that stuff. Yep. Um, but five years, you know, for for ETC is is in in downtown Tacoma is incredible. Like many 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 retailers have not even gotten close to that. So certainly, congratulations to you for that. Thank you very much. Black Friday. What can people expect when they come in? Black Friday. So 
I have a little list here that I just was sent over by Paris, so I, I can tell you some of the Black Friday deals as okay. I'm just confirming them. So this first person in line receives 50% off their entire purchase. The first person. The first person. One person. One person. Holy cow. Hopefully they're already in line <laughs> when they say, hear this. Yes. Uh, the second person in line receives a $50 gift card, so it drops off quite a bit. The third person in line, a $25 gift card. So then there are a few money markers we always are it's always exciting because people get to this point anyway. So the first person to spend no, not the first person. Just if you spend two hundred and fifty or more, you receive a free item. But the first person to spend five hundred or more receives a free unreleased item. And I think that's like the probably most the most exciting thing because that's normally we do a couple of doorbuster things, but this time we actually have the normally products are still in production. This time the product is in our hands, it's ready, and it will be a glorious thing if you are that person. So okay. that, that's an exciting thing. That is an exciting yes. thing. But other than that, you can expect like so those are things, but we do ten dollar t shirts, the twenty dollar pullovers. Um, everything is really just between like seventy and eighty percent right. off right. for the most part. That's in the bins, but then we even give a chance for things that are still on the rack and current to be discounted. And I'm pretty sure we are going to start at around like the 30 and 40% range for those things. So it's, it's a good sale for us. We don't do sales often. We really yeah. try to minimize it to maybe three a year. Yeah. And so. Well, I would I would tell my listeners, you know, I know that many people look down their nose at Black Friday. True. Um, just pretend it's Small Business Saturday because it's, it's small business uh <laughs> Yeah, and we're we're doing our best to make sure that we always try to accommodate. So we're doing hot cocoa for people in line. You can we're, opt outside, just like the REI, but by waiting in line at uh, yep. at uh, ETC. <laughs> that's outside, exactly. <laughs> cocoa, and, that's um, great. And donuts and that sort of thing. We're hey, trying to figure yeah. out how to ease into making that better because last year we did Red Bull which I thought was smart because I was like they need energy but also it's cold and it's cold outside so I was like we need to just stick to a warm drink warm drinks I like that yeah so yeah and then you have some other things happening in December too right we do so other fun things in December are an art show Uh, well pardon me it's a performance a performance Um, okay I can't unfortunately detail the art who, who the artist is my store managers asked me to keep that private for right now but just know that December 20th is the first event and so just be on the lookout for that everyone. okay something special it's something special um one thing that I didn't mention to you before the show there's an art show at the end of the month that is confirmed I just remembered that right now it's December 28th and it is his name is uh Moonshine is the name of the artist. Okay. He also goes by Anthony. He's a young kid, does collage work. Very different and all on guard. I love it. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then the releases. So then the goal, listeners, the, the goal the here goal. <laughs> is to release every Saturday in December. It's our first time doing that, but also we had a little bit of a hiatus and people normally are already doing gift shopping for the weeks that we were closed. Yeah, 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 so yeah. we know that we've already set some mothers off and we've had people say, this is what my kids want. So we're trying to accommodate that the best way we know how, which is offer about the same amount of product, but spread it out differently. So there are more chances to get it. I don't wow. want a mom having to go through the thing. And when you do it every weekend thing, it gets hard for kids to do the lineup. 
So that's also an exciting thing. So, so every Saturday in, in December, December, there will be another drop item. of item, it, an item or a drop. Yes, we're trying to do. What's the difference? I'm sorry. So exactly. So sometimes we do collections, which is eight to ten pieces and that sort of thing. And yep. then sometimes we do an item drop, which is like maybe one sweatsuit or a pullover. We put a lot of care into or something like that. That's great. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. That is going to be a, a very busy December it's for you. It's going to be a busy December, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I hope that uh, that you're ready for that, and uh, it's really cool. So it's really great. I'm looking forward to it. What, what does the future hold, do you think, for for either the brand or you or the store, whichever way you want to take that question? Right. Um, I certainly know that the future, the near future holds for the store, just really events. We want to program it out. Um, last year, we felt like we laid off of the programming a little bit in terms of in-store events to do more with product. Um, the special projects thing is and it moving me into a space where I can help facilitate how to bring those two together. Um we're going to be reaching out to a lot of local businesses on the food side of things. We we really were hoping to build a bridge with um, restaurants and um, yeah. pl- places like that, beverage, you know, all of that. We want to build a bridge with that. Those are places that we frequent often. And as a lifestyle brand, it's part of you – know, we're telling about the lifestyle and adding food to that. It's just a huge part of it. You, gotta eat, you have to eat every day. You want to eat well. And so um, yeah. we want to build bridges with, with businesses. So awesome. this is a call to any business that would like to. Please reach out to us via Instagram, DM, whatever. We'll find a way to get in contact with you as well. But let's talk about doing something fun. That's awesome. Final question. Pop quiz. <laughs> is there someone, either a person, an artist, or an organization in Tacoma – that you really want to give a shout out to on the air who you just respect what they're doing, how they're doing it, whatever it is, just someone who you think deserves, you know, deserves a, a mention or again, an organization. I am a part of a newly founded group and I just want to make sure I get our little acronym right here. So we're on the hilltop and, um, we are helping to grow we're working with Tacoma Housing in a way to help make sure that the future of the hilltop is steeped in some of the same traditions that it has always been hmm. we we, wow. we we're interested in in a new hilltop in terms of what it looks like but we're also interested in holding on to some of the tradition to the space in the same manner, mind you, that the North End has uh, in terms of just like the businesses that are there and and the, the people that in the neighborhoods and all of this sort of thing. Um, it's HDC is the name of it. Um, and we meet at the Peace Community Center. And it's. We're a collective. We're a Hilltop Collective, really d- development collective, really just there to, um, for lack of a better phrase right now, bring black businesses to the Hilltop because there was once a heavy black business presence in the Hilltop yeah. that is not there anymore. And we want to make sure that as Tacoma progresses – 
that that is still there. Well, that that number one, that it's brought back in a way that it has not been. And then um, that it's it stays there and it's represented and it can be sustainable. And that that's really the goal right now. So that's a long term thing. Yeah. But. I mean, we're working the late hours after everyone is done doing what they do in the community. Everyone on the board right now involved is either a business owner in the community or does some type of community work, whether that's working for the Tacoma Housing or Fab Five on the Hilltop. And so Chris Jordan is the guy that I really want to shout out because he's the guy that really seems to be rallying us yeah. all together and rounding us up. And he's doing you know just phenomenal work across the board. I uh, so so even though this is our Thanksgiving Day episode, we are recording this on Thanksgiving yes. Day Eve. Right. Chris Jordan was my Thanksgiving Eve guest last year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's a very nice uh, cyclical. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's all full circle. Yes. Like it. Yes. Um, well, if people want to find you, uh, what's the address again? Yes. Ale- uh, 116. Sorry, I'm getting used to this, guys. Yep. <laughs> South 9th Street. Um, and then it's at ETC Tacoma on both Twitter and Instagram. Great. And then info at ETC Tacoma, should you want to reach out to us. Uh, our store manager normally sees those emails. Okay. And if you're looking for me, ETC underscore Umi, um, I normally only post things on my story about either what I'm doing in my day-to-day or things that are happening in the future and, and in the community. Um yeah. Yeah, but I don't really post photos of, yeah. of myself. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for this. And I would encourage listeners to uh, support small businesses and local artists all weekend. So yes. thank you for your time. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, again, people, I, I met Eric not too long ago. It was like, what, last week? Last week. <laughs> and uh, immediately it was just just taken with you and, and, how, and again, how sharp you are. It was amazing. Likewise. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling, and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. The We Art Tacoma podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.